I want to give honor to my elders, Bishop Buller and Brother Enos, and Bishop and Sister Buller, I'm sorry, and Brother and Sister Enos. God bless them. I thank God for them. And I hope they know that. They know that. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. If you could turn with me to the book of John, the 20th chapter. I'm not going to be before you long, but my wife told me to go ahead and take my time. And I said, I'm going to take my time. I thank God for my wife. I praise God for her. She's a blessing to me and my family. Thank God for a good saved wife, amen. And all of the brothers, amen. Amen. John chapter 20. Starting at the 19th verse. I'm going to read to 21 and then I'm going to skip down to 25. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad. And when they saw the Lord, then Jesus said unto them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so I sent you. If you drop down to verse 26. And after eight days, again, his disciples were within. And Thomas with them. Then came Jesus. The doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you give me clarity of mind and clarity of heart to give your word, Lord God, the way that you gave it unto me, Lord, to your people. Let it be edifying, encouraging, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, God, let me decrease. And you increase, Lord God, as I preach your word. I ask, Lord God, for anointing, Lord God, to make preaching easy in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, let this word fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, I want to come before you with a message entitled, The Doors Being Shut. The doors being shut. I was studying and looking when I was notified that I was going to speak tonight. I went to start reading. The Lord put this on my heart. If you remember a few, I don't know if it's even been a month, Brother Luke Levine preached about Brother Thomas and did a wonderful job. Amen. And when he was reading the scripture, I've been going through something in my life and the Lord been dealing with me with access and doors and different things like that. And when we read that that text, I, it, it did something to my spirit. I, I had to refocus just to listen to the message. I start taking notes and all these other scriptures start coming to mind. 
and 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 I, and I I was I was just the Lord was dealing with me, and how Jesus stood in the midst of them with the door being shut. And I was reading through the Bible and studying, and when I got word that I was doing this text, I went and tried to study how many doorways an average person walked through just in one single day. And I couldn't find anything. <laughs> I checked the Google machine and all that. I couldn't find anything. They will tell you how many steps an average person takes a day and how many other stats and all these other things, but... I was just trying to count to myself how many doorways we have access to, bedroom doors, bathroom doors, and doors to our home, outside, leading inside. We walk through doors so common, and we, 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 we don't even think about just the access that we have in our everyday living, how many doors you walk through just to get to your office or to get to your job or just so many thresholds we walk to and fro all day without even recognizing it. A lot of times, you know, we pray for God to open doors, you know, for God to make a way. God, give us access, Lord. If you do this, Lord God, I'll walk through every door that you open, and we ask God to open, you know, doors that we don't have ourselves the power to open. You know, sometimes we don't have the educational skills or the degree or just the wherewithal to be able to open certain to have certain accesses in our lives. So we ask God in prayer, Lord, if you do it, do this for us. Open this door. And a lot of times we look back at our lives and can pinpoint times where we should have walked through doors that we didn't walk through. And we have to live with those consequences. And we, 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 we miss opportunities. You know, sometimes people, if I just would have went to this school or if I was able just to rub shoulders with this person, you feel like, you know, certain degrees in your life would have been better or even smoother. You know, I, I know there are some times that I can, I can pinpoint the time, the day, the season of year when I, I, I chose not to go through a, one door but decided to go through another and, and still living with some of those those, those consequences of my decision that I made. But like Pastor said earlier, I wouldn't go through some of them doors again, but I'm glad, amen, that I did go through some of them doors because I'm where I am today by the grace of God. And God can use it for his glory, amen. Amen. And, 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 and just point of reference, when I was looking and studying through the word of God and looking at all the scriptures that it has about doors. You know, we, we, we think of doors as metal, or wood. You know, sometimes doors can be cloth. It can be different materials. Uh, the first time the concept of a door appear in scriptures at the Garden of Eden. And our pastor touched on it this morning. He, the Lord placed the angel with a fly, flaming sword to guard the entrance thereof to make sure that we don't have access to the tree of life. And he guarded that. He, 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 he made sure that nobody could come in and, and just take freely from that tree and be living in a curse forever. That was the first time we'd seen the door shut, access not granted. The second time in Scripture we see where the, the, the two brothers from Adam and Eve, the two sons, one killed 
the other, Cain and Abel. And one followed the pattern that he learned from his parents, and the other followed the pattern that he learned from God. The Bible is not, not give detail to how the two brothers knew how to sacrifice or what to sacrifice. But if you look at the story of Adam and Eve, when they sinned, they took fig leaves and sold it together and made them covering. But God took and slew an animal and made them coats of, uh, of skins. Something had to die. It was a shedding of blood. Now, when Cain and Abel, here go the next generation. Parents, listen to me. There is a next generation that's coming that's seeing and watching what you're doing. One son chose to sacrifice and shed blood like the pattern that God left them. But the other brother took the fruits of the ground and of his labor and, and, and probably threw some leaves around it to make, make it look pretty and tried to sacrifice that unto God. And God did not accept that. And he got angry at his brother because his sacrifice was accepted and killed him. And the Lord told him, if you do well, you will be accepted, amen. But if you don't, then sin is lying at the door waiting. Sin is there waiting just to pounce on you. You have to make sure the decision that you make is something, if you walk through a door that God did not access you or give you, give you the blessing to walk through, there is something waiting to pounce on you, amen. I'm looking at the young people. I'm telling you, it's something down in that door that God has not ordained. If you walk through that door, something is waiting to pounce on you. And the Bible says that sin lies at the door and, and it desired him and wanted to control him, but he had to rule over it. You're going to be in a tussle for the rest of your life if you walk through that door. Whether it be drugs, whether it be a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, something, if, if God is not sanctioned, if he didn't make that way, that's why it's good to acknowledge him in all your ways and let the Lord direct your path. It'll save you so much heartache. It'll save you so much sleepless nights. Hallelujah. I, can I get a witness? Amen. And, and we've seen that the importance of our decisions that is made, what door we walk through and what is lying at the door is very important. We can't just walk around like the pastor said a couple of weeks ago. We're on a journey. We're, this is not just happenstances. We're not just bouncing off the walls and just seeing what comes out of our walk with God. We have to follow him. We have to pick up our cross and follow him. Amen. And then it's another door that we see in Scripture. You see it a lot. In the Old Testament, the, the Old Testament writers wrote a lot about the door of the tabernacle. It's a lot of things that happen at the door of the tabernacle of you. If you're a student of your Bible, if you read your Bible, it's a lot of things that occurred at that door. And the door was, it was 30 foot, feet long and it was seven and a half feet high. And it was made of three strands of different colors woven together. One was blue, one was scarlet, which is red, one was white, and the other was purple. And each one of those colors signifies something. And I thank God for our heritage. I was looking back at, back there at the last uh, banner that's on the wall honoring our past. Brother Kurtz, I believe it is, he had a wonderful revelation on the tabernacle plan. Amen. 
If you don't, if you haven't heard it, Brother uh, Anthony Mangan, he he has a CD, and you can go on YouTube and look at it. But he said he got it from his father, which got it from the founder of this church. But everything in that tabernacle represented something to do with salvation. But here it is: the door of the tabernacle. It was weaving with all these different colors. The color blue signified the heavens and the things of God, divinity. The scarlet represented the blood. You always had to have blood. Blood was essential with dealing with God. Amen. And then you had the color purple, which signifies the royalty, the, 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 the lineage of Jesus. The, not only that he was the son of David, but he was also the son of God. He was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And then you had the color white, which signified purity and holiness. And just like all those strands of different colors woven together made that one door, gave you that one access, the same way that we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels, women together to show the complete gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the door, y'all. I, I, it's a spoiler, Lord. We know that Jesus is the door. Amen. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto me. No man coming unto the Father but by me. Amen. And, and in that tabernacle, the, here it is that God brought the children of Israel out of the house of bondage. And he took them in a desert place. And I'm going to touch on a desert place later. But he took them in a desert place and gave them a pattern and showed them how to commune with him. Gave them the tabernacle plan. And thank God it was a big, beautiful door that gave us access to the holy of holy things. Amen. And, 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 and dealing with doors, I was, I was studying, and, 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 you know, they got a, a, a word for everything, any disease, any, any phobia, anything. It's, it's a scientific word to it. Have anybody ever heard of the doorway effect? Anybody heard that, the doorway effect? You heard of the doorway effect? Amen. Amen. I got a witness out there. I, I never heard of it to the day I was reading but everybody, I'm pretty sure, have experienced what they call the doorway effect. You ever walk from one place to another, as soon as you get into that room, you forget what you was in there to get. That's what science is called, the doorway effect. You have to backtrack, like, hold on, what did I? All right, hold on, what, let me, okay. And you go back in there, and the the scientists say when you go from one place to another, the way your brain files memory, it shuffles. And if it don't catch up quick, that's what you get the result of. You feel lost. Like, what did I come in here for? You could be hungry. It could be something getting out the refrigerator. You could be sitting there looking at the refrigerator. It's just blank. But it's true. And God forbid that if he opened a door for us and we walk through, we forget where he bring us, brought us from. In the book of Deuteronomy, God told Moses, tell them beware, unless you forget, that I delivered you, that I brought you out of the land of bondage and out of the house of bondage and out of Egypt. Don't forget. Be so finite in our mind, it, 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 we will forget easily. It's a song that we were singing earlier. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, that's Psalms 103. 
That's the first verse. The second verse says, O bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. We cannot be forgetful of his benefits, y'all. You know, it's a song that say, when I think of the goodness and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank you, God, for saving me. Hallelujah. It's a time right there. It's a good time to just think back a little bit of what God brought you from. Think of the door that you walked through just today. You are still in the land of the living. God has granted for breath the, the life of the, the, the spirit of life to be still in your body. That is something to praise and thank God for this evening. Hallelujah. It's somebody that that alarm clock went off that they still in the bed right now waiting to be discovered, hoping somebody to discover them. But God seen it fit to wake us up this morning and started us on our way. And all he wants is a praise. Anybody got a praise in their heart, in their hands, in their mouth this evening? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Forget not his benefits. We walk through so many doors, and, and, and we, we, we don't even get, keep count. I remember I heard somebody say, when I think of the goodness and all he's done for me. Hallelujah. He brought me from a mighty long way. Hallelujah. I can't tell it all. I don't even remember it all, but I will praise his name for every, every step of the journey. I thank God for it. Amen. And here it is. We, we, we have the disciples in a shut door. I'm not willing to deal with that yet, but it's a, it's, it's a, a parable where Jesus was, was, he was he, the context of the parable was receiving the Holy Ghost. But he gave this example, and he talked about this, this, this man that got a, a late traveler, a visitor that came late at night, and he didn't have anything to give to his, his friend that came. So he ran to his neighbor's house, and it's found in the book of Luke. He knocked on the neighbor's door, give me some bread for my, for my friend. And the, the man replied from within the door. He didn't even open the door. He replied from within and said, don't you see my door is shut? My, my kids are asleep. I can't rise right now and give you nothing. He, he, he was on the other side of the door being shut. That door being shut signifying not welcome. You know, some people don't want to be bothered. That sometimes a, door, a shut door shows, you know, don't bother me right now. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not accessible. Leave me alone. You know, the door being short, you know, some, giving somebody the hand, that's like, don't, don't talk to me right now. You know, come at me in the morning. My door will be open. The kids will be up. Find a dinner. I'll give you all the bread you need. But sometimes you're on the other side of the door. And it's an old movie. Some of y'all do not know what I'm talking about here, but those who do, I'm not going to say the name of the movie, but it was a, a, a man that had just got out of incarceration, and he was in his house, and he went to a door, and it was locked, and he screamed, no more locked doors. <laughs> he don't want to see no more locked doors. Somebody feel like when you're behind doors, you can feel confined and trapped and, 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 and unable to, to, to have freedom. A, a door that's shut, like, for example, if all these doors were shut right now, some of the people would be here panicking. Sometimes shut doors is, is, is not inviting. Sometimes you feel trapped. You feel like there's no access. feel like you, you can't almost breathe. 
We, we, we see the door shut. We all breathe in the same air. Some people will freak out just at the sight of a shut door. But here it is. They disciples found themselves week after week hiding behind shut doors. And I was just thinking, and, and, and in my own walk with the Lord and what I'm going through right now, I'm, I'm just preaching what I'm living. I, I learned don't preach no more than what you live. And I'm coming to encourage somebody from what the Lord has done for me and what he's, what I'm, what he's delivered me from right now. But here it is, the disciples, they was, some of them was disciples of John. Some of them was fishermen. Some of them was tax collectors. They had their own lives. They was going about their own business. And one day they met who they found to be the Messiah. And they, they followed him. They dropped everything to follow him. And they weren't disappointed. They, they, they seen this man turn water into wine. They seen him do miracles. They seen him open up blind eyes. They seen him heal the crippled and make the lame walk and, and even raise people from the dead. Not only did they see these things, it was a point in Jesus' ministry where he sent them out two by two to, and gave them power that unclean spirits and illnesses will be subject unto them. And they even had that experience, and they came back rejoicing and was glad and said, man, Jesus, they, they, boy, you should have seen us out there. And not a spirit was able to stand against it. You know that song say, who can stand there for us when we call on his great name? And he told them, don't be glad that the, the unclean spirits were subject unto you, but be glad that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Anybody glad this evening that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? And I found with my journey with the Lord, I've seen him do some miraculous things. Has anybody seen God do some miraculous things in their life since you've been, since you found the Messiah, since you found whom your soul loved? Not only have I witnessed some miraculous things, the Lord used me to do some miraculous things. Hallelujah. I believe that there's people in this, under the sound of my voice, that are operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm not just talking about tongues and interpretation. I'm talking about the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge and the, the gift of faith. Amen. Can I get an amen? Somebody, the Bible said we should be lacking in no spiritual gift. Amen. And I've seen some miraculous things. Like my brother said, at men's prayer, and I see a few of y'all here, I've seen some miraculous things happen when men pray. Amen. Amen. I, I've seen some, 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 I, I've seen some things that I cannot deny. I've seen some, some undeniable evidence. I'm persuaded. Amen. Since I've been walking with Jesus. And, and you get almost on a cloud nine spirituality and you just going about your way. You got Jesus in sight. You got him in view. And everything is doing fine. You know, if, if you're hungry, he'll break a couple of loaves and multiply it. He'll break a couple of fishes and multiply it. Anything that you need, God is right there in the flesh to supply. But here it is, they got caught slipping, as some would say. They was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And Jesus was praying for a whole hour, Brother Mark. 
his own will. Lord, move this cup, move this cup, move this cup. But it took a whole nother hour for him to get to God's will and say, not my will, but your will be done. But while he was praying and agonizing in prayer, the disciples were sleeping. They was comfortable. They, they, they was tired, I'm pretty sure. You know, them dealing with the crowds and, you know, they, they're ministering too. But they, 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 they took their ease in Zion. They, they took their ease in the garden. And I, 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 could, I, could, I could imagine them, some of them rolling over and still seeing Jesus in their view. So they just go right back to sleep. Until they heard the sound of soldiers' footsteps. Amen. And here it is, they see these torches coming and these men carrying knives and weapons come and snatch their comfort away. Come and snatch their peace away. Come and snatch their provider away. And here it is, they, they're, they're stunned. Everything was going great. They had the Messiah. They know he was God. They, Peter said, who else can we go to? You're the only one who have the words of eternal life. But they seen them throw cuffs on them and beat them and spat upon them and mocked them and take them away. And the disciples were just stunned. And they found themselves hiding. Found themselves hiding behind shut doors. They didn't want to get out. They didn't want to see people. They didn't trust people. They seen their Messiah beaten and bloodied and murdered. They were scared. They was, the Bible says they was fearful behind those shut doors. And in the midst of them doors, the Bible records that Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. Their access, their joy was gone. But Jesus came and stood in the midst of them. I don't know about you, with my journey with the Lord... Every day is not Sunday. And some things in this world will come and try to take my joy and take my, my provision and, and try to take my peace. And, and it's fearful. One thing I learned, I'm going to tell you, being fearful is not a feeling. Some people think, oh, I'm feeling, I'm afraid. No, no, fear is not a feeling. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. And I learned I can't control when the spirit of fear want to decide to pounce on me. I can't control when the spirit of fear is behind a bush somewhere ready to, 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 to jump out. I'm, I'm going about my day, you know, something to happen. I hear a noise. That, that spirit is right there trying to always constantly suppress me or jump on me. Now, I can't do nothing about that. But one thing I can do is cast that spirit out. Amen. The Bible says perfect love. Cast about all fear. And when Jesus came in their situation with all the doors being shut, all their access is gone. All they had was the, the, the 11 that was with them, hiding. He stood in the midst of them. And one thing I learned is when it seemed like I don't have access, and when it seemed like I don't have that provision, when, I, when it seemed like my world is just shaking, and, and, and I don't know what to do. Jesus will come and stand. And his, love, and, and, and his love for you will be shown that he's with you. And that fear just fade away. If you see in the scripture, he told them twice, peace. 
be unto you. He stood with them at the most trying of times. He came and stood with them twice with the doors being shut. It's the scripture in Revelation. He told the church of Philadelphia, Behold, I am he that opened, and no man can shut. I am he that shutteth, and no man can open. Hallelujah. He said, I know your works, and I've set before you an open door. Now, the Lord knows, we thank God, we dance, we sing about all the doors that he opened. But sometimes he shut doors to get our attention and let, him, let us know that he's so ever close. And some of us is dealing with some doors shut in our face right now. And we got a smile on our face, we come to church, but we're dealing with some doors that's locked, that we've been tugging on, that we've been trying to get out. We feel trapped. But if you just be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't you know when the children of Israel, they were stuck with a sea in front of them and an army behind them. And I know we always say, just be still, just be still. And we sound so spiritual when we say that, but it, it don't even take a whole lot of spirituality for us to be still if you're stuck. and You ain't going nowhere. But it, it takes a trust to say, you know what, God, you brought me this far. I don't believe that you brought me this far to leave me now. Hallelujah. Those disciples, they, yeah, they, they faith was shook, but they were still together in that one place behind shut doors together. Hallelujah. They, 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 they have no other opportunities. They try to run. They would get caught. They thought they were going to be next on the cross. But the Lord stood with them. The last time I spoke, I, I spoke about the miracles of the loaves and the fishes. And that was the miracle in that story, but it was a bigger miracle that happened in that story. I went back and read it, and I looked at it again, and I looked at it again. And here it is. I found a bigger miracle than him breaking and blessing. That was a miracle. I'm not taking anything away from it. But if you look at the location, they were in a dry desert place. They was in a dry desert place where he took fish and loaves and broke it and multiplied it. If he was standing by the river and did it, they would have said, oh, yeah, okay, he, he had a good hook or something, a good net in that, that fish. If he was standing by a bakery, okay, he, had, he must know the owner or something. But he was in a place where there was no access, none. Don't you know sometimes we find ourselves in a dry place? But I'd rather be in a dry place with Jesus. Hallelujah. He, he is the door. He is the access. He is the water. He is that fish. Hallelujah. He will sustain you. I want to let you know that God will stand in the middle of what you feel that is choking you out. I know a lot of times, you know, the, and, 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 and there's no contradiction where the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear but of love, peace, and a sound mind. But, you know, the spirit of fear don't stop God from moving and doing what he want to do. Amen. Some of y'all, y'all letting things grip you and fear grip you. And you're like, Lord, I know if I, if I keep tussling up with this fear, like that's going to hinder God from doing something for you. God will step in with that fear. And that love will cast all that out. And if you look, he, he, the Bible says he breathed on them and told them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. 
And he took them. He ascended up in a cloud. They looked steadfast. He told them to go to Jerusalem and wait there. They were still behind shut, shut doors. They were still behind closed doors. But when the spirit came, it was unable to contain them. When the, when the helper came, hallelujah, anybody got the helper? When the comforter came, it was not able to contain them. They spilled out to the street and started magnifying God. And as the, they were speaking in tongues, that the spirit of God gave them utterance and was tell, talking about the wonderful works of God. Here it is, a, a group of men that was fear, fearful and scared of every Jew that they seen is now preaching about the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. They, they, they opened them doors and then went out and Peter preached that beautiful message on the day of Pentecost. Sometimes we have seasons where we find ourselves behind doors. Sometimes we have seasons and things that happen where some doors were shut in your face. Don't be discouraged, saints. Just be still. Just be still. God will stand right in the midst with you. His perfect love will cast out all fear. Just hold on to his unchanging hand. Hallelujah. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Don't try to whip something up to get something. You know, some people, a lot of times, we, it, God opened doors for us. We walk through quick. And all we ask when do God, you open this door, I got it from here. That, that I'm, 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 I'm telling the truth. I'm, I know. It. I, I, God, if you just open this door, Lord, if you give me that job, I get. If, if you give me this opportunity, you get in there and you and you you try to do it yourself, and after a while you feel like you handle it. I got this under control. Until the next time, another door shut in your face, and you back on the altar, Lord, please open this other door. But if we just hold on to His hand and keep Him close, and if it take a door slamming in my face. To know that God is near, I'll take that door slamming in my face. Hallelujah. I, 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 I would rather, it's, it's a song that say, I'm going through, I'm going through. I'd rather live each moment with Jesus in view than to stray from the pathway and fail to go through. Amen. I'd rather have Jesus close. I'd rather have Jesus with me. No matter what the test of trial is, I'd rather have him with me than to have all this, what the world may offer, all what we consider access. I have a testimony. I've told it before. My wife, we was a year in our marriage, and my son, he's sitting right there next to her. She had kept having Braxton Hicks, having pains. We rushed her back. And forth, back and forth to the hospital. One night I was at work. I got a call. Be back at the hospital. And I said, okay, well, if you hear anything, let me know. I'll come on down. I'm going to stay. And I went to my supervisor and I said, well, my wife at the hospital, she been having Braxton Hicks. I told him if they call me, I'll head on down. He said, nah, you go now. You go. He said, the only thing that we can do here is send you a card and some flowers. If something happens to your wife. You go. And I, okay. Went and got my keys. I was all the way in Westchester. Went all the way down to Good Sam's Hospital. And I walked in the room, and my wife, she was on the bed. They was admitting her, giving her medicine. 
and this part of the story we don't tell a lot of people, but she looked at me and said, babe, I know I'm in pain, but I feel like this is a spiritual attack. And honestly, I'm like, okay, all right. I know these, <laughs> these labor pains are something. I'm thank God I ain't a woman. <laughs> she thinking that the devil out there. <laughs> I said, all right. And, and she asked me pray, and I prayed for her. And she went to sleep, and she woke back up. She said, I hear him saying, watch this. Watch this. And I said, well, we're going to pray again. We prayed. And she went back to sleep. They getting her comfortable. They gave her some medicine. And when they came in with the clipboard to say, here, Ms. Jordan, we need you to sign your name to saying that we can have the permission to treat you. We're going to admit you. She was signing her name. And at the time, my wife was a school teacher. And when she signed her name, she scribbled on the pad. And the lady snatched the pad and said, well, that's good enough. And started walking out the door. And I said, hold on, wait. And I looked at her signature, and it it looked like something that my two-year-old would do. And I looked over at my wife. She was in the bed, eyes just glazed up at heaven, looking at the ceiling. And I said, Cherie, Cherie, she was gone. No heartbeat, no pulse, no nothing. They pressing on her chest. If anybody in the medical field, they call code blue. It seemed that we was like in a 10 by 7 room. It seemed like it was 100 people in there this fast on the, on the maternity ward. Here it is. I'm sitting at the foot of the bed looking at my wife. We only been married a year, about to have our first baby. Lifeless. I looked up, and you had all these doctors. You had these nurses. They going back and forth, what you give her? How much? You know, they, they, the, the nurse shaking. I, I, I don't know what it was. I, I, I did this. I did everything. I, I, I documented it. Had anesthesiologists in there. All types of people just rushed in there. And honestly, I was numb. I was numb. I, I, I did, a scripture didn't come to my, you know, I grabbed the Bible and start flipping through and say, I need a good verse. None of that came to mind. I was just numb. I'm looking at my wife. She, her eyes are still open. Time is passing. Time is passing. And I, I'm like, this can't be real. This, this can't be real. And in the midst of that, we had people with all these degrees. I'm pretty sure with all this money and all this knowledge and all, all these things, all this access. And they could not help my wife that was laying there lifeless on the bed. And it took, I, I looked at the doorway, and it was a Catholic priest. He had the little collar on. I don't know if he was Catholic, but he had one of them, you know, backward collars on. <laughs> Help us, Lord. And he had the little sad look, you know, he's just sitting there looking at me, shaking his head. And I looked at him, and, and honestly, that helped me snap out. Because I, I, I say, brother, you, you can't help me. <laughs> I need help. And, you know, people, I, I know I, I've been, I've been in ministry. I, I, I have family members that's clergy. So I've seen the clergy that kind of helped me snap back to reality. 
And I didn't say a fancy prayer. I didn't say in the name of Jesus, I declare, I decree. I grabbed my wife's foot and just said, Jesus. Jesus. And when I did that, my wife set up. Hush. She sat up and started spitting out blood. I've I never seen that much blood in my life. I'm, what is this? They say when your heart stopped, your lungs start filling up. Her lungs was filled with blood. She started gurgling and spitting all that up. But there I was in a situation, doors shut. I ain't have no access to nothing. All I had was Jesus and him crucified. Hallelujah. I called on his name, and he stood in that room with me. He brought peace. He brought healing. He brought everything that I need. In that split second, in that split second, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Some of y'all pick up the phone too quick. To call your mama or your daddy or your brother when you have a problem. Y'all better start learning how to call on Jesus. Call him first before somebody give you some messed up advice. Call on Jesus. Hallelujah. He stood in the midst. He called troubles. He stood in the midst of them and told them, peace be still. And the Bible said they was glad. The NIV said they was overjoyed. Hallelujah, the joy that came to me. Hallelujah, I thank God. I Hallelujah, I, 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 I got so many testimonies I could tell you where God came in and just stood in my situation. Hallelujah, he came and brought peace. He, you know, when God enters into a situation, he brings order. He brings, like, like the pastor said, consistency. With him, all his power, his word of power, everything consists. He brings consistency into situations. That's if we let him. Hallelujah. I encourage you to let him. If you don't remember anything else I said tonight, let him stand in your situation. A lot of times we shut doors. The, 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 the disciples shut them doors. Sometimes we shut doors to keep people out. He said in Revelation chapter 3, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hear me or hear my voice, I will come in unto him. Hallelujah. And sup with him and be with him. It's a sad day when he had on the other side of the door. We, we like the, the man in the parable. Don't you see the door shut, Jesus? Everything in under control. My kids asleep. My wife is fine. I'm good. Leave me alone. No, if you hear his voice, if he's knocking, he, he don't strive with man always. If, he, if you hear God knocking, you open up the door. Open up the door and let him sustain. Amen. 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 I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Amen. Let him enter in. 
Let him enter in. Hallelujah. He bring everything that you need. Hallelujah. He bring everything that you need. Fear not. Hallelujah. Fear not. Fear not. Y'all that read your Bible, you know how many times that it said in the Bible, fear not. Fear not. Fear have torment. Fear arrests you. It, it paralyzes you. Fear will have you to the point where you don't even try to open up the door. You, you, you just freeze. Fear not. He said, I'm with you. I am with you. Even unto the ends of the world, I'm with you. Hallelujah. How many glad for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. The comforter. Hallelujah. He that come alongside you. Hallelujah. I, I, man, I couldn't imagine living. I'm 30. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 30s. I, I wish I would have started walking with the Lord when I was as soon as possible. I, I encourage the young people, start now. Start now. Start now. It's no, no closer friend than Jesus. Hallelujah. It's no closer friend than Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the lover of my soul. I ask right now in the name of Jesus, let the musicians come. Fear not. He has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, peace, and a sound mind. The devil wished to wear you out. In Daniel, it says he, he wanted to wear out the saints. The devil will run you ragged if he can. Let's not be ignorant of his devices. He'll try to steal your peace. He'll try to steal your provision. He'll try to steal your life. It could be sickness that come and rock you. Don't, don't go and isolate yourself. Don't go and isolate yourself. Come where the 12 is, the first day of the week. Amen. And let him stand in your midst. Just see what he's going to do. Some Sundays I'll just come and just see what the Lord's going to do. Hallelujah. He, even when I don't see him or don't feel him, he's working. Y'all come on. Amen. Just to see what the Lord is going to do. He loves to do. His, his, he loves to show his power amongst us. He loves to. It's his good pleasure, hallelujah, to give us what we need and what we asked of. Amen? Amen? So if you find yourself with a door slammed in your face, don't get discouraged. Don't try to find just the nearest exit. Find the, the door. Don't, don't try to come in no other way. Find the door. Find the way, the truth, and the life. If it's shut, wait. If it's open, walk through and praise Him. Amen? Don't lean on to your own understanding. Hallelujah. But acknowledge Him. He will direct you. He will direct you. He will direct you. I'm telling you, it's some doors that God shut 
that is still shut in my life, and I thank him for it. It was some doors that I fast and pray, God, open this for me now, Lord. Things, my life would be so much easier if you just let me walk through this one. But he knows what's best for me. Hallelujah. He, anybody had to tell he knows what's best for me. I can see everything if, 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 if I had the power and the wisdom to say, okay, I, I can, if I could just line this up and if I could just do this, if I could just make this much money or if I could just lose this much weight or if I could just, 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 just meet this person, I could get a promotion, I could, I, I, I could, I could do this and I could do that. The only person you need accessibility to is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, only him. If you build your help and house on sand, when the earth and the winds and the, and the waves and the, the storm come, you're going to be left with nothing. Build your house upon that rock. The altars is open right now. I pray that this message encourage somebody. I pray that somebody cast out fear, allow fear to be cast out with perfect love. Know that God is with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody need to know that God is with you. He's not against you. He's not trying to destroy you. Hallelujah. He's with you. He's with you. You might lose some things, but he's with you. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody's heart is heavy this evening. You need to know that God is with you. Through that test, through that trial, he'll stand in your midst. He'll provide. He'll undertake and undertake. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Peace.